to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Troy Bell in here. I'm your host, Kyle Coglatori, and let's get right into it, man. We got some Minnesota cold weather going on right now. How you surviving? Man, I'm, I'm all right. It's not negative. That's a win. That's a not win. A I feel like I felt, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like half the month's been negative, so we're not negative today. I'll take that. I think it said we're going to get anywhere from like 24 to 40 mile per hour winds today. I didn't even hear that. That's crazy. I'm, I'm not feeling it out here. I'm hearing it in the house. <laughs> Roaming around in there, man. <laughs> well, so what's going on in the high school hoop scene right now? I'm going to check out a few games. Um, I got my guy, uh, Luke, Luke Patterson over at uh, Minnesota Prep. Um, they had an event. Um, I want to say, I want to say it was about a month, maybe two months ago, a month and a half ago when the season first started. And uh, Kanye brought his team up from Atlanta. And there was, I don't know if you heard, you know, heard about the kid Mikey. Oh, yeah. Um, the Instagram sensation. His team was up here, but he was hurt. He didn't play. And there was uh, one other team that was slipping my mind right now, but that tournament was crazy. Um, Luke's team, Minnesota Prep, the home team actually won both the games. They were both tough games, but they won. So that's kind of promising for the for the um, the prep the prep sports team. That was really cool. Um, I was able to check out Tatino. Uh, my kid plays with uh, Nick Carroll's kid, and I went to one of his games. I've been checking them out online too, though. They got a really tough team. Minnesota's tough, man. We got a bunch of we got a bunch of tough teams now. It's so much different than when I was coming out. We got a lot of guys on scholarships. I mean, we're a hub now, man. We're a basketball hub now. It's 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 uh it's really cool to see Minnesota just prospering and winning in so many different uh ways in the high school scene. You know, you brought up Nick, and Nick to me, I think he's like one of the you know, he's up there with Renee Poli. He's he's one of the godfathers of hoops right now in this state. And uh he's doing such a good thing putting on so many kids. I think this past year. There was, I think, almost 20, 20 D1 scholarships to basketball players just That's in our impressive. state alone, which is pretty crazy. And, and, I mean, I don't even want to segue right away into, into college hoops, but we just saw this past weekend on Sunday when the Badgers beat the Gophers by six points, 40 of those points came from four kids from Minnesota. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah, and I—it's funny because I remember Brad. Uh, Brad played with uh, Howard Pulley. He played with Renee, and um, when we were doing Renee's, uh, it was like a roast. It was like a roast for Renee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he got up there and spoke too. I'm pretty sure he did. You know, and as a matter of fact, didn't he just break the Wisconsin three point record? I think he yep. just broke the Wisconsin three point <laughs> record. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's huge, man. No, it, Minnesota. Minnesota is a real hub, man. We're really like we're really doing our thing on a national level now. You know, and I, I gotta bring it up because I know Ben. Ben's your best friend. I mean, they hired him to keep these kids from going to Wisconsin. I, right. I feel like we're in in good hands in that aspect as far as keeping in state talent. Obviously, we haven't seen it as much yet, but right. I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like Ben has opened a lot of people's eyes during his first year coaching here. 
Like, no, he def- he definitely has, man, and he's always he's always been uh, pegged as an elite recruiter. I think, I think, I think the guys that I mean, let's be honest, man. If guys don't want to stay, they're not going to stay. That's the bottom line. People, I think people get so caught up on on trying to keep guy. You can only keep who wants to stay. Like me, me, I can say hundred percent. I wanted to leave Minnesota when I was in high school. I, I mean, they did a bad recruiting job also, you know, canceled the home visit, you know, a bunch of weird stuff, but I did want to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will, I, but I, I, I can say, I can say with hundred percent confidence that the guys that want to stay, Ben will make it easy for them to stay. I can say that in total confidence. Let, let's talk about that. Uh, I, I believe McKinley started it. McKinley Wright, I think, started flirting with the thing, saying he would have stayed if he was recruited. And then I, who, been two other guys who followed like that, and I, I and I can't remember some of the other names were like, hell no, you went to stay because you don't even know if you would have turned out to be the player you became. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think a lot of that's wishful thinking. I think uh, I think a lot of those guys, like on paper, I think it would have been cool to stay. But the bottom line is, man, you got to go to the right situation for you. That's how life works. You know, you're married. I'm married. Nothing says it more than being married. If you're in the wrong situation, it ain't going to last or it's going to be the most miserable situation you've ever been in, you know. And when, when you dedicate your whole life to a sport, um, the, the worst thing you can do is go to the wrong situation. Obviously, you're not trying to make the wrong decision, but, I mean, when it happens, it's disastrous. So, some of the most frustrating things you can – one of the most frustrating things you could, you could ever go through. It changes the whole direction and trajectory of your life. You know what I mean? So I don't think it – me personally, as someone who kind of did it, I don't think it's about. I don't think it's about staying home. I think it's about finding the right fit for you. What is your thoughts now that everybody, you know, essentially can get the bag now? You know, it, it, especially if you're in the right situation where you can capitalize on your name and, and you get to really right. catapult what you are thought of. What are your thoughts there as far as these kids? Is that something they have to take into consideration, or are you just you know what I mean? Tell me that ideal, because that, that's something I never experienced. But I know you got to experience some of the highest levels of play. So I want to know right. from somebody who could have been in that situation if it was around back then. Well, man, didn't the quarterback from Alabama? Didn't he get like a million dollars before the season started, or like right in the beginning of the season? That was the Ohio State kid, and he's already left. He's already transferred out. It was Ohio. I thought the Alabama did. I did too. I can't remember. Don't quote me. But he he might have done that too. I, I know the the one kid left early. He wanted to play for a state championship, um, and Texas was like, "No, you can't get paid if you're in high school." So he graduated a year early, enrolled at Ohio State, signed a million dollar deal, went there, realized the kid that's ahead of him isn't losing that job, Stroud. So then he transferred back home, I think, to the University of Texas. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going right. on. No, that's probably a situation, man, but I'm almost positive that, that that dude in Alabama, that quarterback that just went to the national championship, I'm pretty sure he signed for something crazy, too, for what, what an endorsement deal or something. Yeah. But so, like, well, first of all, I was really happy for the kids. Um, it would have been really cool to be in that situation to to get that goal, you know, to, to maximize. And I, I think the coolest part to me is that you be, you get to be um, you like Banchero, dude from Duke. He he's in he's in the uh, the, the basketball game. What is it? Um, oh, NBA, the, the NBA, NBA games. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's in the yeah the first college guy to get. I mean, those type of opportunities are, are amazing. You know what I mean? And I mean, whatever your field is, whatever you can do. I've seen guys, you know, signing little car deals with their colleges, and not with their college, but through their uh, name and likeness. Um, all that. T- 
type of stuff. And overseas, too, you get two payments, right? When you play ball overseas, it's called the image and the league. The league is just getting paid through the league, and the image is your likeness. So essentially, it's just like what these college guys are doing now. And your image payment overseas for the countries that do that is always your biggest payment. So it's just cool to see these young guys having an opportunity to actually be businessmen. I mean, as they should have, when you think about how much money the NCAA has made off these athletes all these years, you know, it's, you know, it's, man, it's crazy. It's crazy how much money has been generated and how much and how none of it comes back to the players. Is it, is it making it tougher for, you know, say, and I want to know personally, just because I'm biased, I want to know about the Gophers. Is it tough, making it tougher for Ben to recruit? Is he trying to have to tell these kids, hey, I can find you a way to make some money while you're here? You know what? I, knowing him, I don't think I don't think it's going to make it hard for him at all. Not at all. I, the, what, I, what I've heard from, from my coaching friends is what's kind of made things harder and easier is the portal. You know, because now how, how it was explained to me from some of my coach friends, it's like you got to recruit the people you're recruiting, but then you got to keep recruiting the guys that are there. Because, you know, you could yell at a guy or whatever, and all of a sudden they're like, I'm out of here. I think the portal is good because you can find people and you can leave bad situations. But I think it's also bad because you don't got to take responsibility for your actions. You can leave like a whiny child. You know, you don't have to you don't have to go through any growing pains. And so for some of these kids, I think it's going to hinder them like in adulthood because it's like I'm not I'm not going to put up with something uncomfortable. And sometimes you have to put up with something uncomfortable to grow. You know what I mean? So. I, th- I think it's the gift and the curse. I think if you use it right, it can be amazing. But I think if you're a crybaby, I think it can be tough for everybody. You sit there and you think about, you know, I think of Johnny Chu saying, you know, that kid was supposed to be at Kentucky, went to UCLA and, and really blossomed. I don't know if he should have gone out of the league right after that tournament or they thought he'd be a second-round pick. I don't know if that's going to change or not. He hasn't really done anything as crazy, not that he's not a great player. But, I mean – obviously transport transferring was the best move for him. Yeah. And it's going to be great for some people. You know what I mean? It's going to be great yeah. for some people, but I think some people are, are going to leave situations that could have been good for them all because they weren't be able to be patient for one year because everyone can't start all the games and score all the points. You know, sometimes you got to wait your turn. That's just life. You know, facts. Well, well, did you say there was a prep tournament too? You want to talk about real quick? Uh, you know what? I, I don't think they have any more. They have one next year, though. So I know I know Luke's going to do – they're going to try to make it an annual thing at the Target Center, and they're going to do that. They want to do that yearly, and they want to do it bigger. They want to do it bigger next year, have more teams. And then I think – I can't remember who reached out to Luke, but he said that a couple of those a couple of those people that reached out want to do multiple tournaments for, like, the prep school leagues and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's pretty cool, man, just watching the evolution of hoops. Yeah. You know, in Minnesota, it's not a place typically you think of for, like, a prep school, but – we got one, you know, and that, that, that's giving guys other options. So that I, I, I'm just, I'm just really excited about the evolution of it all, you know. Man, it's exciting. Talk, talk about how crazy it's been from when you were a kid in high school to the now. Do you think it would be drastic? First of all, your game would be even it fit even better now than back then. Your game would be, it would be over. <laughs> that, man, you know, you know how it is. Once you get old, you can't do it no more. Um, you know, when you when I looking back on it though, I definitely this is the era that I was was more suited for me because I, I kind of came up in the era where it was like I wasn't like a traditional point guard. So you know, some people were with it, some people weren't with it. But now, you know, the kind of the kind of things I was doing, that's what a lot of people are looking for. They're not really looking for those unless you're like a backup 
but for the guys that are actually getting the most minutes, we're not looking for those passive set it up. You know, they're not really looking for those anymore. So yeah, this this would be um, on paper. This would be a good look. We gotta talk to your mom and dad and tell them, bro. You guys, you guys got me going thirty years too early. This will be a hundred by the time I was here, <laughs> man. Me too. I think about a guy like uh, uh, Mahmoud Adu Raouf. You know, coming up because remember in, in college, I think he was scoring almost thirty a game. You know, and uh, he still found a way to make it in the league, but he probably had to dumb his game down to be more of a point guard in a lot of ways. Even though he did get big buckets. But, you know, there's a lot of guys, man, that are just in the wrong era, but still blessed enough to have success. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you sit there and you think about, like, a Lamar Odom or there was somebody mm. else that they were talking about before. I can't remember. Of course, it's blank in my mind, but he was a big, like, Antoine Walker. Imagine Antoine if he Walker. around right now. Like, he would have been. Yeah. He'd been perfect for this generation. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what else I think about too is a guy like, uh, like Pistol Pete, mm-hmm. um, with the TikTok era, you know, Instagram, all the passes he was doing. I mean, it'd have been unbelievable. Crazy, all the videos, all the virals. Yeah, it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy, man. Since we're I mean, talking, I mean, we're, we're talking about the pro game right now. The Wolves right now, they're flirting with you know just breaking the five hundred. It'd be nice if they they rattle off a couple dubs to get on the right side of those numbers. Um. I think they're sitting in the, in the seventh seed, but I mean, right behind them is the Clippers, the Lakers. If the if the season ends right now, they're playing in the playing tournament. I don't like their odds in the playing tournament. <laughs> but but if they get, I mean, they're four games behind the fourth seed right now. Right. So I mean, if they rattle them off and they get up there, they got a good shot. At least you know. Yeah, I like the world, man. Um, I like the direction they're going. For the first time in a long time, I like the direction. I really like I really like uh, Edwards. I think I think sky's the limit for him, man. As long as he just keeps working, and, and from everything I've read, it sounds like it sounds like he's not taking his foot off the gas at all. You know what I mean? As, as far as his his motivation. So, I mean, Towns is playing tougher. I think a lot of that's just coming with age. Um, I think I, th- I think this is the closest they've been to like a full team in a long time. And you know, the, the funny thing to me is I I feel like they haven't exhausted all avenues to make the roster better. And, and by that, I mean, I think they still got cap holds for Evan Turner, uh, Aaron Brooks, which, I mean, you, you use those to try to get the, you know, some of the exceptions, a trade exception or biannual, those kinds of things. So I understand keeping those holds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I sit there, I would, if I'm Sasha Gupta, I, I have no problem trading away next year's first trying to package it with with Prince or Beasley to try to get either a, a, a forward that's actually shooting the ball a little bit better, but a power forward would be great. Um, I mean, I'd also be, and not that anything against these guys, like I like Nas Reed, I like Jay Mack, Jake Lehman, but they're not really changing, you know what I mean? They're not really, you know, what I, they're just, it is what it is, right? To try to make the team better, somebody's got to go. But I, I I just really like their uh I, I like their core. I think I think that's what I'm most excited about. Is just I, I I like I said, man. I feel like Towns 
I mean, he was a young dude that came into the league. It's not always easy to just get on your grown man stuff when you're damn near a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you're rich, but you're still a kid, you know? And um, I think he's got to be about 24, 25 now. I, 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 that, that's what I'm most excited about, man. You know, role players are very important. We all know that. But I think with, with a healthy core, I think they have a lot of potential, man. I, th- I think they can find the pieces. I think they can find some pieces to go around. I think they have good pieces now. I, th- I think I think all they're missing now is a little maturity, honestly. I don't think their pieces are that bad. I really don't. I just think that I think a next year Edwards, uh, a next year Russell, a next year Towns, I, I think there's a lot there. I really do. I think there's a lot there. I'm, I'm excited about their chances in the future. I really like Vanderbilt. I don't know if he should be starting or not, or if he should be coming right off the bench. But I, I, everybody, I mean, people get mad when you say that comparison of Dennis Rodman. I'm not saying he's Dennis Rodman, right. but he grinds like Dennis Rodman. He plays hard like Dennis Rodman, and I love watching that. Right. Like everybody, want, when you have somebody on your team that's that way, you have no problem going to war with them. You know what I mean? And that's what you can't teach. You can't teach grit. You can't teach someone that's going to grind out there. Someone's going to work their butt off every night. That's either you have that or you don't have that. That's exactly. those are things you cannot teach. You know what I mean? Your motor. You can't teach a motor. You can't teach desire. No. And I, I think Pat Beverly has helped tremendously. You know, with attitude. With the attitude. People yeah. buying in. It, it kept playing a little bit of defense. D'Lo playing defense. D'Lo. I'm not saying. He's the greatest defender in the world because he's not. But, I mean, he's tried this year, which is huge. Both of them have tried this year. Right, right. I'm going to be honest with you, man, and this is just something that all hoopers that really, really hoop know. You know, especially on that stage, you got 10 preseason games, 82 games, then possibly the playoffs if you're lucky. It's so hard to play defense every play and still try to get buckets. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's – it's, it's really hard. It ain't like you got, you know, a spare set of knees and ankles and hips, you know, in the locker room that you're about to just go grab them. Like, hey, man, these are worn down. Let me go grab these knees and hips. You know what I mean? And like, like, like if you look at a guy like Harden back in the day, like Harden's playing more defense now. He used to play zero defense because how am I going to get 50 and lock up? It, it's impossible. You know what I mean? So you got to, like, kind of pick your poison. You know, it takes a special guy to be like a Kobe or an MJ to actually try to, like, keep your dude to – zero points like literally try to do that every play and go get busy like it's tough man it's tough you gotta find balance if you're playing a million games you know what i mean and then god forbid you got a coach that wants you to practice hard every time you got to practice too like something you're, you're burning the candle at both ends like it takes a spell like 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 beverly beverly could play defense every play because he's not a scorer you know what i mean he was a scorer like back in high school and you know blah 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 but like, his, his niche in the league is to play the best defense he can. You know, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes somebody gives him 40 or, you know what I mean, 30. Like, it just is what it is. But but because that's his niche, he can try to lock up every single play. You know what I mean? It's one thing to be a big man in the post where you don't got to run out too much. You see a lot of those big dudes not hedge on the screen, do that terrible pick-and-roll defense. Like, everyone's trying to find a balance without just burning themselves out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And... and- it, it sounded right. nice at the beginning when, when Finch was saying he was going to run, like, an 11-man rotation, but I think it's down to, like, eight now. I mean, mm-hmm. if you are going that deep, you probably are going to get more effort, and you're going to run a lot more. No doubt. No doubt. But, like you said, you're burning the Not game. everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's tough, man. 
you on paper you would love to try to like play the best defense all game. You would love to, but dude, you're getting tired out there. You know what I mean? Like you still want to get a few buckets here and there. Like it, you know, it is tough, man. It's it's tough to just do it consistently all the time. Here's the question here. So, I mean, swinging for the fences. I'm I'm gonna bring up the the biggest name possible that sounds like there's no chance it could happen because they want a star involved. So it take a third team. Doing any kind of trade with the third team is it's like hitting a lotto. You got to get everything to work out just right. But from my understanding, the Wolves have offered three first-round picks and three first-round pick swaps because that's what the max they can offer. And they've offered anything. Supposedly, D'Lo's been included, but it sounds like the Wolves don't want to include him. They want to match up Ben Simmons, who is a great friend of D'Angelo. He, he, they went to high school together. Um, Kat's a good friend of Ben's. With Ant. So those four, that'd be your core. They'd be going all in with that. Which, of course, I'd sacrifice anything to make that happen. Like, if you if you can have that, you can't tell me that that squad won't do, don't, won't do work. Because there's plenty of offense to go around Ben. Ben would fit that four that we, he could even play the three or the one or whatever you want to do. He'd fit a ton of roles. Especially being able to guard on the four. Or one through five, really. Um, but... It sounds like to make that happen, they'd have to figure out a way, which the only player that I could see as possible is that shy from OKC. There's, but it doesn't, I mean, I don't know how it would work or how they'd make that. I mean, it sounds like they're trying to hold Ben in hopes of getting Harden or Dame Lillard, which sounds even more far-fetched. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. that he's not going to be happening. But if you could do that and you do get a D'Angelo Russell, a Ben Simmons, a Carl Anthony Towns, and an Ant when he's ascending. Tell me that four doesn't just. I mean, I don't know if they're going to win a ship, but they're going to be damn close to getting the one. You know that that is a very interesting. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, man. I just after what kind of went down in Philly. With Simmons, um, man, I just, man, I, I just really question his toughness, his mental toughness, because, like, and I'm not knocking nobody, and I understand how it is to be, like, scrutinized and all that, but at the end of the day, like, it was nobody's fault, you know, that that Ben wanted to pass the ball instead of dunking on a little man. You know what I mean? The things that they really, like, criticized him for, a lot of those things were, like, legit things. It wasn't like they were making stuff up. So it's like, on one hand, I'm like, you know, now that we are on the right path and we're getting tougher and guys are learning how to do the right things, do I want to do I want to include a guy like him? Because I just, just mentally, he just seems like he's just not the toughest guy. Like, he has all the talent in the world. But, like, I just, I just question his mental toughness, man. I don't know if I, I don't know if I, if I make all those moves for a guy they can't bring himself to, especially a guy that's not hurt, right? A guy that's not hurt to not get out there and, and do his job. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, if I'm on the fries, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to get my check unless I'm flipping these fries. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not hurt, bro. You feel me? Like, your ego's damaged. I, to me, that's pretty much as soft as it gets. And, you know, and no shade. I think he's a hooper. I just... I just, life's not that bad, bro. You're making, like, 20, 30 million, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
it's life isn't that bad. Like I just don't I just don't know if I can get behind that type of uh that type of mentality. The only thing that I think about is I think this league is and LeBron did this. It's built on relationships. And the one thing that I know is D'Lo is real tight with Ben. Cat and Ben are good. D'Lo and Cat are real tight. You have guys who are best friends on the same team and make it a lot easier long term. Like I know Cat was all messed up when Rocco, who's going to be another name I bring up and possibly trading for him. But I think relationships play such a big role now for rosters. Whereas it, it, he might hate coming here, but he might love being here just because of those two being on the team. Like it might, it might open him up. I'm not saying that he's not charming, ultra soft mentally, right? But I'm just saying, and, and you could very well be right, bro. And maybe, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm looking at this in more of an old school mentality way. You know what I mean? There's a long, I mean, 41 is a long way from what 23, 24, whatever he is. But at the end of the day, it's like you know, if you're getting 20, 30 million to who? Like, do it. You know. Just go, just go. Who, you know what I mean? And and, 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 I, and I think he likes the dudes he was playing with in Philly. I think he just got mad at the city for talking bad about him for things that he actually did. It wasn't like they were talking about stuff that you didn't do. You know what I mean? See, and I think I think it wasn't even that. It was more so when Doc and Joel, you know, they came out and dogged him like they didn't have his back. That's that's where I think it was. I, I think he would have been fine with everybody being in his you ear. Could, and you could be right, bro. But some of those decisions and the lack of aggression, like your 6'10 will bounce. Why are you passing away layups and dunks? Like, nobody's going to understand that. You feel me? Like, nobody's going to ever understand that. I just, I just, think, that, I just think that if he would have took more responsibility, maybe watched, maybe just, you know, just watch the film and be like, you know, maybe there is a little truth to some of this stuff. Like, maybe I'm supposed to be acting like I'm 6'10", 245. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, with handles and, and I can get anywhere I'm on in the court. Like, to me, him not averaging 20 points a game is like it's damn near a sin. You know what I'm saying? Because he can get 20 points a game in his sleep. Even if he don't shoot threes, he can still get 20 points a game in his sleep. Like, I know you want to get some assists and be close to a triple over, and that's great. But, bro, you can get 20 a game no problem without even trying damn near. <laughs> like, that's, that's, how, that's how I look at a guy, a physical specimen like him. That's how I look at him. You know what I mean? Well, so, so let's let's bring it into some of the more realistic options that could possibly happen. Some of the other names being thrown around are Robert Covington, Eric Gordon, Miles Turner, Jeremy Grant. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, and you know, for me, Jeremy Grant, I, I feel like he kind of got the Kevin Love. You know, people putting up big numbers on a bad team. Are they really going to do it on a a playoff or a team that's trying to be a playoff contender? You know what I mean? I, like Miles Turner, I feel like you can plug and play him anywhere. And, and Eric Gordon, yeah. he's a shooter. Everybody needs a shooter. I don't know yeah. if he wants to come to Minnesota, but and, and the reason why I like Rocco is Rocco is actually a solid, and he can play multiple positions and defend multiple positions. Um, and he's real tight with Cat. They go back. So, well, I like I like all those guys. You like them all? Yeah, I like all those guys. So I mean, yeah. to me, to say about any of those guys. So so if you package, you know, your first for this for twenty twenty two. And you're giving up a uh, Tareem Prince or a Malik Beasley, you're saying do it. No, I, I don't want to say that right now. Because I think I think Malik Beasley could play too. 
You know what I mean? I think he can play too. I think uh I think him and Toreen both can play. They just haven't been playing to their averages. I don't know if they're slumping or what's going on. I think I think I think Beasley's kind of in a tough spot because because Edwards kind of has the keys on the perimeter. Um, because remember when he was getting busy last season or not or the season before, I can't remember which one it was. Um, I think it was season before. He um he I just think he had more he had the ball more. He was getting more minutes, you know, just consistently. I just think he's trying to figure out how can he get it done the way he got it done before with less minutes. Sometimes that's kind of a tough adjustment, you know what I mean, until you figure it out. But but all those guys you named, I think I think could be could be great options though, all of them. Dude, man, in the perfect world, I, if we could see Rocco and Eric Gordon somehow make it over here, I'd be super happy. I, I mean, yeah, that'd be smooth. I, I'd take it. I'd take it. That that would help long term. Um, some other news we got going on: the Vikes. The Vikes have cleaned house. They got rid of Spielman. They got rid of Zimmer. Uh, we brought in uh, Quasi Adolfo Mensa who's our new GM, who's got an analytical background. Um, he had a bunch of – everybody who's getting head coaching interviews has previously worked with him. They have ties to him, um, mainly through the, the Niners, actually. Um, D'Amico Ryans was supposed to get a second interview. He declined. Patrick Graham, uh, they go back to – it's not – I mean, Ivy League. That's how their connection is. They didn't actually go to school together, but they both had a, a respect for each other because they were the Ivy League route. Kevin O'Connell, who worked with him in uh, with the Niners as well, first season with Chip Kelly, who's right now the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Raheem Morris, who's the defensive coordinator for the Rams. And Jim Harbaugh, who's like, who knows what's going to happen there, which is crazy because it sounds like none of the players want that hard-nosed shit, but then that would be bringing back the hard-nosed shit because that's what he's about. Um, at first, this is also. Yeah, he did. He did. So at, at first, when they were talking about Jim, they were saying that they thought this was a ploy to get the Dolphins to pony up some dough or Ann Arbor, so to get Michigan to pony up some dough. So it actually sounds like there's a real mutual respect now. He's being flown in tomorrow, Wednesday, and if he gets the offer, supposedly he's going to accept, which is crazy because tomorrow's signing day. Right. So <laughs> this dude is trying to really leave college. To like horrible, like I remember, like when uh, when the Bears won the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was like, what, seven or eight? I remember like watching that with Pops, you know, watching Walter Payton, watching the uh, the Super Bowl shuffle, the little dance. I don't know if you've seen all that because this is probably before you was born, but um, but I re- but you know, I remember that time, refrigerator, you know, running the ball. I remember all that, man. Harbaugh, I, th- I think, I think at his core. Harbaugh is an NFL guy. You know what I'm saying? Period. Like, don't get me wrong. He's done his thing in college. Like, you know, checked the bag, got some wins. He did his thing. But I think ultimately he wants that success in the league and actually just stay in the league. That That's what I – I don't know him, obviously, but that's that's what I see him wanting to do. It's just how do you turn down, you know, hella millions to go do it in college. You know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. Now, now that now that his stock is all the way back up, man, I think I think I think he wants to make that push. And I think it makes a lot of sense. I think I think whoever gets him is getting a hell of a coach. You know what I mean? I think I think I think he's a stud, man, as far as coaching goes. He was a stud as a quarterback. In the in for the Bears. He used to get busy, man. Dude, dude, dude was tough, man. I think uh I think I think he's a good pickup, man. I think I think he's uh 
He just he's just one of them guys, man. Like you know, like some people, what they do is who they are. Mm-hmm. Like that's I've never been that guy. Like I used to do stuff, but like I never felt like that was me. Like I felt like I've always been like a multifaceted dude. But a guy like him, I feel like he is football. Period. Like like a Mike Ditka type. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that type of guy. And I think uh, I think he needs to be back in the league, and I think he's going to have success again. The thing that I really love about this is supposedly he's already talked to some old friends about joining his coaching staff. Yeah, no the, doubt. Thing, the thing that I love would be Vic Vangio, who's just the coach for the Broncos, would be his DC, which would be amazing because this dude's a genius. And then Pep right. Hamilton, who he had back at Stanford, like would be the OC. So, I mean, you bring in both of those, it's already a star-studded coaching staff, just with those three names right there. Right. That makes me right, feel right. better. It makes me feel like the, the, the roster's in good hands. Right, right. I mean, everything you said, too, even starting back for the uh, Vikings new GM, it's all relationships, man. That's that, that, really what it's all about. Do the job. Like the other, individuals. Exactly. The, the other thing that, that's interesting, because everybody right now hates Kirk Cousins. And mm. coincidentally, Kirk Cousins was announced. As why, do they, why do they hate Cousins? They hate him because, you know, when we had Case Keenan. There are and, other people. I don't know why the hate is. I, I mean, I think people think he's kind of a Jimmy G type where he's a good quarterback. He's very good statistically, but he hasn't won big games. And they don't think he can get them over the edge. And that he needs a perfect offensive line to protect him, to produce, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that's necessarily the truth. Um, you know, I think you plug in Kirk Cousins that year that we had Case Keenum. We probably do go further. You know, I, I think it's obvious that Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins are very different level quarterbacks. But I do think that team was significantly better that year than the, the following year. And then it, it really sucks because... That's when people had to start getting paid. The, the tough part about Kirk is Kirk is, I don't want to say overpaid, but he's making sure he's maximizing his value, which again, as, you, as you're supposed to do. But then it also prevents you from winning because it affects other parts of the team. Whereas you look at a player like Tom Brady who sacrificed probably 10 mil a year to make sure that he had players on the squad so that he could keep going to the Super Bowl. I mean, and that's the difference where you, where you look at a Aaron Rodgers who was getting paid top dollar, he still could win games on his own, even though other parts of his team suck. I mean, historically, Aaron Rodgers... Aaron, 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 Aaron Rodgers is cold. He's, un- he's... I hate to say it like this, too, because Tom Brady just announced his retirement today. But Aaron Rodgers, if we were just talking about quarterback, I think everybody in the league would probably want Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. If they were making a quarterback, the dude is just naturally unbelievable and does things that nobody's ever seen. So, it's just it is it's just reality, and I, I hate Packers, but I I respect greatness. It's just facts. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers called, and I love Tom Brady. Tom Brady's great, but I mean, I think Tom Brady would say, "Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is amazing." You know what I mean? Like, just just is what it is. You know, it is. It is. I agree. <laughs> He's got literally everything you'd want. The guy has a cannon. It's a flick yeah. of the wrist, the quickest release. He can move. He he seems to and, just and he, and he's a dog. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think that's where people get upset because he's making that much money, but he's not carrying them over the edge. Where 
people view, you know, you should be. And it's different, too, because there is a, a hard cap in the NFL, whereas there's a soft cap in the NBA. And they have, have you know, <clears throat> so you got a guy who is Andrew Wiggins, who's a max contract, who is making as much as LeBron James, who's a max contract, where people are like, what the hell? Uh, I really can't say too many bad things about Cousins, though, man. His numbers are good. He seems like a great guy. The bottom line is, man, everybody everybody can't win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think a lot of times people fail to realize that everyone's out there. You know what I mean? It's not just one pro and a bunch of dudes that got together on a Sunday to go play some flag football. These are all pros, like people that won awards in high school and college that that work in the offseason and, you know, put hundreds of thousands of men out into their body too, like, these are all professionals. You know what I mean? I just think that a lot of times, um, maybe, I don't know, fans, we as people, not so much me, I don't feel like I act like this, but I just think that sometimes we get unreal. People get unrealistic about what can actually happen. You know what I mean? Like, of course, everybody wants their team to win. Like, who doesn't want their team to win? But it, everyone can't win. It's just everyone can't. It just it is what it is, but Cousins actually gets busy. Like if you, I don't know what his stats are off the top of my head, but I did check a few times, and he's like getting busy. Like he's got a good quarterback rating. He's got he's got to be what top ten in yards and possibly oh, yeah. touchdowns. I mean, he's doing his thing. So it's like I I, I can't I can't say nothing bad about him, man. No, I don't, man. I, don't got no, I don't I don't got nothing bad to say about the dude, man. And he seems like a great guy. Like a good down to earth guy, you know what I mean? You know what the crazy thing is? Is I was sitting there having a discussion over the weekend, literally people hating on Cousins, and I don't think Cousins is the problem. I don't think Mike Zimmer was the problem. I think that you know if you're going to shell out money in free agency, then you got to hit on your draft picks. We missed on a ton of draft picks. Period. We've hit on some, but we've missed on a lot, and we've missed on a lot that were you know high picks, first round picks, who are supposed right. to be starters. I mean, we have multiples that aren't even on our team anymore. One, because he had no red flags. Turns out he beats his girlfriend. Like, mm. you can't miss on stuff like that. So I think that falls on, you know, Rick Spielman. I that, but that might that might be a hard one to know about. I'm not saying just that, but I'm saying, like, if you facts are facts. If you missed on picks, it just is reality, right? Whether there's un un unforeseen things, that's just reality. You missed. Right. And, and if you're expecting to be successful and you're missing on these picks multiple years, right. it's hard to build a team. No you know, doubt. Throwing darts and you're not filling positions and you're still stuck where you were the year before and the year before and new positions are opening up because people are getting older. People are leaving in free agency. It's hard to fulfill the roster with talent. So right. to me, I feel like it's hard to put blame on Kirk, especially, you know, it's, it's 22 players on offensive defense. Plus we got special teams. Um, there's three ways in this game. Uh, but I mean, dude, you, if, if you're going to build through the draft because you're handcuffed financially, you got to hit just period. And we weren't hitting, we weren't hitting. When I, when I think about, when I think about like, you know, the drafts and all that, I, not so much right this second, but when I look at like the Spurs over the last, like, I don't know, 15 years, we're popping them. I feel like the Spurs are one of the few teams that were drafting people based on what they actually do. 
I feel like, <clears throat> and I'm saying this based on what happened to me. But but here's the thing, though. I, I think I think people used to look at the draft in every sport as get the best available player. And on one hand, that makes sense, right? But that's not really what the draft should be about. The draft should be about getting the player that works with your system. And I don't care if we're talking about hockey, soccer, basketball, football, whatever. And so everybody that's everybody that's available to get drafted can play. I don't care. If you're in the draft, if people are considering you, you can play whatever sport we're talking about. But not all GMs do a good job of drafting people that fit their system. Like I, I, me, for a fact, I know Jerry West wanted me, but Hubie Brown didn't. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a Hubie Brown player. But Jerry wanted somebody that could do a lot of things. I was, you know, I, I, I could do it. I was, I was... I was a really good player, just not for them. You know what I mean? I, that wasn't a system that fit for me. So, so a lot of times, man, and, and also too, a lot of my friends, people I've known, you know, I, I, I understand firsthand how important the situation is. You know what I mean? Like think about a guy like, uh, even Kawhi, like nobody was thinking about Kawhi. You know what I mean? He was a good player, blah, 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 but no, whatever, just a regular first-round pick. We didn't know Kawhi was going to be Kawhi, but obviously Pop saw something and was like, you know what, this this, this guy here, like, you know what I mean? And so to me, that's the type of stuff I think about, like, when people miss on draft picks. Are you getting Are you getting the, the guy that they said is the best on the board, or are you getting the guy that actually fits your system? I remember I had this conversation with one of my GMs overseas. He was going to the summer league and i told him i said when you get to summer league don't just go get the guy that's going one-on-one and getting 20 and 10 because that's not european basketball in the league you can't you can't sit in the lane so of course this guy that's one-on-one who's strong or going to dunk on people is going to do his thing but when he gets over here and he's getting double teamed every time and and, and there's going to be two or three guys trying to take a charge and he has to pass it if he's not a willing passer he's going to be on the bench with three fouls in the first quarter because that it's a different game so i just I just think about how important it is to get the right guy that fits what you're actually doing. You know what I mean? Yep. That's one of the things I feel like a lot of people fail to do. It's not just let me get the best name on the dra- on the board. It's does this guy fit what we do? Does his mentality match what we're looking to have here? And I think I think that's another thing that uh that my guy Ben Johnson is doing so well. Oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like he literally went away from everything that everyone else thought he should do. And, and maybe even me in certain instances. And he, like he said, I'm building a culture. And I remember telling him, like, damn, bro, that sounds good. But so, but sometimes the dudes that can hoop the best, you know, aren't so aren't always the best, you know, team guys. But but Ben said, I would rather lose with good people than win with people that I don't like. And again, another thing I've never heard before in a paid job, because to me, that sounded more like, you know, a bowling team. <laughs> well, we may not win the championship, but hey, Frank's my man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so you know, I just give him so much credit because he actually, like he said, I want to go out and get character guys, and I want to win with character guys. I didn't know if it was possible. He probably didn't have all these conversations with other people, so other people probably didn't have a chance to weigh in on it. But obviously, I believe in him, and I always wish him the best and all those things. But, but to see him winning with guys that fit the mold of what he was trying to do, especially when everyone thought they were going to be bums. I mean, I find to be amazing. And the most amazing part is that he didn't care what anyone else thought. Not nobody. Wasn't nobody rolling with what, with what he was talking about. Nobody. 
You know what I mean? And now, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not saying they're doing the best in the world, but based on what he came in here with, and then you then you add in some injuries, I mean, he's doing as good as anybody could have hoped. You know what I mean? Oh, man, you got to give your hats off to Ben. Coach Johnson, I already was so happy with the hire in general. And I remember when we were talking, when it was, you know, behind the scenes, nobody really knew what was going on, if he was really, you know, about to get the job or even get interview, whatever. But I remember when we were talking, so I kind of had a little insight before the rest of the media found out. Um, but I remember just being excited because I knew people in the state would want to be here. And we've had this conversation for years where we've talked about if we could just get in-state talent to stay, we'd be all right. We'd be all right. So that alone is what I was excited about. But I'm going to be honest. I thought we were going to get rolled this year. I didn't think we would do anything this year. Like well, I, 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 think, I, think, I think that's what most people thought. Everybody thought that. Like, I think Ben even thought, like, we'll see how this goes. Like, I don't think Ben thought he would be as successful as it's been. Like, I don't think Ben could look at me with a straight face and say, I knew we were going to do what we're doing. There's no way. Right. But, I mean, I think he's – especially because we had a bunch of injuries. Parker Fox, like, blew out his knee or something right away. Yep. I mean, it's been a blessing to see what he's done. I'm excited to see what he does next year. And, and compounding, I, I think, year three is when you really kind of see what's going on with his program. But I mean, but to be honest, though, bro, like, remember, he had to – this is probably one of the only times in history where year one was letting us know what's going on. Cause these are all portal guys. Nobody was here. He went and literally grabbed a whole team. These are all dudes. He chose. It wasn't like when, uh, and all that. So you had to keep who was there, but these were everyone he picked was guys. He picked all of them. So this actually was his team. Wasn't no carryovers. You know what I mean? Mhm, mhm. Man, I, I'm just loving it, man. We gotta get on. We gotta get on a phone call with Ben. We gotta get some of his reactions to what's going on this year. Get some insight. Um, I just think we're in good hands. And I'm, I'm yeah. also curious to see. I mean, Johnny Towers doing his thing at UST too. I'm curious to see what we're gonna see if we're gonna start seeing some Gophers UST games. Something coming on exhibition, which I know Gophers probably don't want to do. But it would be dope to see, man. It, it's crazy that we got two D1 programs now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's super cool. cool. But, I mean, you know, I, you know, maybe relationships are developing. Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows what will happen? I honestly think each one of them need to send extremely nice Christmas baskets to Nick Carroll every year and uh, <laughs> keep that relationship open and try to pick his brain on who's going to be the next up and coming. As long as they do that, I think, I think the sky's the limit for him in sports, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be exciting, man. We got a lot of cool stuff to look forward to, that's for sure. Well, let's wrap up this episode right here, and we'll pick right back up next week. Let's do it, man. All right, thanks for coming on, TV. Have a good one, bro.